What if each one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way? Join Mindful Money Management, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner at Asante Wealth Management. Our topic today is Make Your Giving Matter to You, and our guest is Anne McKay. Giving is a wonderful thing, and there are certainly terrific charities addressing so many issues. So many of us feel compelled to give, sometimes out of a sense of guilt. Anne is interested in encouraging people to give to issues that have great impact for them, in whatever area has true meaning for them. As a donor once said to her, my mom always said, give until you feel proud. So Anne and I will talk about how you will find out what makes you proud. Anne McKay is owner of Anne McKay Consulting. She is a dynamic leader who has garnered the respect of senior strategists within business, charitable, and nonprofit sectors. Her expertise has been honed over the past 25 years in the areas of relationship building and assisting organizations in realizing their goals. Anne is known for her eagerness to uncover the excellence inherent in all organizations as they tackle the challenges facing them. She has been a valued contributor to the United Way of Canada, supporting United Ways in communities and at the national level. Anne has been privileged to spend time with the Canadian Cancer Society, the Arthritis Society, the United Way of Kitchener-Waterloo and Area, and the Alzheimer's Society. In 2009, Anne decided to devote her time as a consultant in assisting organizations and communities across Canada in building their capacity to achieve success. She really appreciates the opportunity to learn from every organization she encounters, whether large or small. As a consultant and workshop leader, she has worked with organizations from PEI to Yellowknife. As a volunteer, Anne has participated both locally and nationally in the development of the Canadian Association of Gift Planners, having served as communication chair and board member and membership chair. She's a founding member of the Waterloo Region Fundraising Executive. She's a member of the Program Advisory Committee for Conestoga College's Business Administration Program and is currently on the Conestoga Alumni Council. Anne joins with other local volunteers as a Grants Committee member with the Guelph Community Foundation and serves as a board chair for the Guelph Public Library. Anne has a huge fondness for visual art. She has had her own gallery project in Guelph, Odumas Gallery, and continues to make connections for Canadian artists. While people and groups may call Anne about fundraising, she is really most interested in how charities can find ways to make giving a joyful experience for everyone involved. Welcome, Anne. Thank you so much, Lynn. I'm excited to chat with you. Yes, it's wonderful to have you with us this morning. So can you tell us a little bit about the path that brought you into doing the kind of work that you're doing now? Sure. I think like lots of people, I sort of tumbled into it. When I finished studying business, I remember thinking, I have a choice about whether I go into the nonprofit sector, particularly at that time the arts, and help them be a little more businesslike, 
or do I go into the business world and help them be more relaxed and loose? And so I went to a provincial gathering of all the arts councils in Ontario. I thought that's where you'd find out these kinds of things and spent three days with these amazing people. And at the end of the weekend, they were all saying, so are you going to work in the arts? And at the time I said, I, I can't. I, you guys just don't pay enough money, but I'm happy to volunteer. And there was a wonderful woman standing at my elbow who said, all right, dear, come along with me. And she got me involved in fundraising. I was on the team to help raise money for the Performing Arts Center in Guelph, which became the River Run. And I had the privilege of working with incredible people in the community, elder statesmen and women who said really thoughtful things like, don't take more than your fair share, or if this project is a little controversial, you have to honor everyone and make sure you hear all points of view. So it was pure happenstance. And then I found out I just loved it. I loved connecting people with dreams that really mattered to them. And then it went on from there. Wow, that's wonderful. So what do you actually do with your clients, Anne? I would say the big thing is help them relax. A lot of the people I work with are charitable groups. And I tease them and say, normally people call me when they're sort of hyperventilating, saying, we can't, we have to start asking for money, and, and we don't know how to do it, and we're really nervous. I think, well, I can't understand why folks who are hyperventilating aren't raising money. <laughs> and, and you really try to help them just relax. The goal is to really listen to the people in front of you and find out what matters to them so that if your values align with that potential donor, it's an act of service. It's not a predatory act. You don't want to be hunting people down. Years ago, one of the lovely philanthropists in Kitchener-Waterloo said to me, you know, Anne, sometimes I really resent being treated like a wallet with legs. I always remember that. This is about how can we serve. It's it's not about making people feel chased. So the big thing is helping people to relax. And then if it's from the donor side, helping them think about what really matters to you. Have you identified that? You know, Do you want something that has an impact right now or in the future? Is it something that offers a remedy to a problem? Is it something that brings joy to the community? Whatever it is that really matters. So a lot of it is asking people questions and then just listening to things tumble out of them. That does seem like a different approach to me in that you're trying to give the donor what they want. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than saying, this is the organization and this is what the organization wants, you're saying that you want to give the donor what they want. Yes. From the experience and what they want to accomplish. Yes, and that's a really good point from the experience because that colors so much of how donors feel about their giving. It's not just the charity. It's how are we treated? You know, did mm-hmm. we did we meet amazing people? Were my wishes honored? Some people want to be very, very private about their giving. And some people want to be more public and set a model for others to follow. And you really need to be careful about that. Mm-hmm. You sound like fundraising is really something special and you're making the donation very special as well. That's not how everyone feels about it. So can you tell us why or how you came about working on it from this angle? 
I think it was donors who taught me when I learned to shut up a little bit because <laughs> I was eager and you feel so strongly about your own charity that you want to do all the talking, but it's it's really a conversation. And when you can talk a little bit and ask some questions and then see people's faces light up, you think, oh, they they have something to tell me. I need to, to listen, whether it's how this issue touched their family or how much joy it's brought them. We really have that chance to kind of bear witness. And, and that happens when you're talking about large gifts or when you're talking about somebody who's knit an afghan and given it to a women's shelter. I mean, there are all sorts of stories. So that chance to hear those things are, are so important. Mm-hmm. And I also see for some people, we don't always have as much control over our lives as we'd like. You know, our workplaces change. Sometimes government changes. I see charitable giving as one of the ways people can vote. Mm. And so you really want to honor that intention. And is this the right charity for them to vote for to accomplish what they want to see happen in the community? It gets really fun. And Mm -hmm. also seeing people who are so excited about their gift that they get kind of teary. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. There's a wonderful fellow in Canada called Ken Wyman, brilliant fundraising teacher who also teaches for UNESCO internationally. And uh, he talked about the charities are the invisible thread between a donor and the ultimate user of the service. And our job is to shorten that thread. So part of it is bringing the ultimate user of the service closer to that donor But I think it's also about helping the organization understand the special longing that this person has had in making an investment in you, whether it's arts or environment or multicultural or a house of faith. Those are important relationships to honor. It really Mm -hmm. is fun. So it's really starting from the reason they give. Even when you talked about the person who knits an afghan, there's a reason they've done that. Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. So giving them importance to the reason that they give. And then I guess they really want to be understood by the organization as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And many organizations look at ways to share those stories because they're powerful both for other people who might be interested in the organization. They're also important for volunteers and staff because it reminds them people believe in us. I remember hearing one of the executive directors when I worked with United Way saying, you know, when things get hard, I think about all these donors standing behind me. So it's really powerful to keep us fueled up and continuing on because, you know, every day isn't a great day. And, Mm -hmm. And knowing you have those supporters is just huge. So then your donors actually become part of a family as opposed to just folks who write a check. Mm, for sure. You want it to have a deeper meaning. Although some people would like to write a check and that's it. Others really want an organization to be part of their community. And that's great too. Whatever they would like is okay. And this would be a good time to tell people about the offer that you're making to our listeners today. Sure. If anyone would like an hour of time to just talk about their own giving and how they might like to do it, I would be delighted to talk with them possibly around not only what they're interested in, but what charities are available in their area to do that kind of work, whether they're interested in 
issues locally or nationally or internationally. It's a really fun conversation to have with people. Mm -hmm. And I should say whether they want to make that decision for themselves or if it's a family decision, that's always a really interesting one to include children in that. Mm -hmm. Or whichever two generations or or more. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Anne, you've been known to say that giving is fun. (laughs) What can make giving fun? (laughs) You know, uh, there's a great phrase that we all use these days more and more, is finding your tribe. I will use a friend as an example who had asked if I would help her find a charity for her small business. And she's very health-focused. She's just a fabulous person to be around. And we talked about food banks and, you know, issues around health. So we looked at how did she want to be involved? Did she want to just write a check? In her case, she was talking about, I want to have a partnership where I might be able to involve my clients if they would like. And Mm -hmm. I would like to be involved as a volunteer. So we started looking across the community at organizations that might be able to accommodate her. And it was a little like Goldilocks. You know, this was just a little too cold and this was just a little too hot. <laughs> and we we finally found an organization for her. And it's been really amazing that not only was she able to give to an organization that mattered to her, they brought her in as a volunteer. And she's been able to talk about health approaches for some of the clients that this organization works for. And what she's found is that it's a whole new community that has meaning and learning to share with her. So her life got bigger. And I think she would be the first one to say that. And she really feels like she's getting more than she's giving. And that's a wonderful experience to watch somebody go through that and ask all those questions. You know, do you want to talk to them once a year? Do you want to talk to them once a week? What kind of response do you want to have? And I knew that it was the right fit for her when she had said, I'm just starting my business, so my gifts will be pretty modest at the beginning. When I spoke to their fundraiser, she said, that doesn't matter to us. If if she believes in the work we are doing, she's welcome here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, figuring out that her intention was honored as much as her money. So that's, that's really well, fun to see that. Y- well, and the influence can reach out to others as well. You know, her oh, her giving may grow, but certainly her intention. I'm sure she's spoken a lot about that organization to others as well. Absolutely. Right? There's, a, there's huge potential there as well. For somebody that's enthusiastic, that can make a big difference too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's so proud of how she's been treated. You're right. She does tell other other people and includes them in events. And I also noticed, that she's been so appreciative of how the staff have treated her that she watches out for them as well. And that's that's a powerful thing because sometimes we think that it's all sort of one directional that we take care of donors, but she watches out to, you know, make sure that they're acknowledged and respected. So hopefully it feeds that organization in a number of ways. Mhm. Mhm. So are there are there other ways that you see people giving in ways that make it extra meaningful for them, like that person? Yes. Well, I think folks who think about what's touched their lives. So certainly when you see people giving to, say, Sick Kids Hospital in, in any community, 
that's because often that issue has touched their family and they want to make it better for other families. I Mm -hmm. think you want to see people giggle when they're talking about the organization. I mean, that's a more serious issue, but talking about how their children were treated when they were in hospital or when I hear people talk about their house of faith, you know, this is where somebody was christened or had a bar mitzvah. Whatever powerful moments you've had, those can also be connected to your giving. Those are the kinds of things for people to watch for in order to to find the charities that are special for them. Yeah. So I would probably start with what issue matters to you, and then is there a charity that accomplishes that? Sometimes the two are easily tied together, but sometimes it's a separate piece. And as you said, it's so easy these days to be rushing so quickly to get things done, and we miss taking time to sort of honor those moments that are really powerful in our lives and think, oh, okay, can I can I do anything to make that moment happen for someone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say once they've determined the issue, there may be more than one organization that that maybe fits with that issue, and maybe one organization is a better fit for that donor than others, too. Yep. And, you know, there are tendencies from folks who do fundraising, and it's just because we appreciate donors so much. We tend to refer to them as our donors. But the reality <laughs> is people have very big hearts, and most donors are giving to more than one place. And we do know that. But we just kind of hold them close in our hearts, and we think they feel the same way, too. It's a wonderful exercise to talk to people about all the places they give and why they matter. It's a really interesting sort of unfurling of someone's life story. Mm-hmm. So it's a real relationship is what you're talking about. Yes, yes. And real relationships happen when you just spend a few minutes with each other or when you spend hours together. They're still relationships, and that's okay. Right, right. So what other questions should people ask themselves when they're thinking about what important things that they would want to give their charitable dollars to? One question I would ask are, what matters to you and to the people you love? Have there been powerful experiences that you've had? I remember talking to one woman and helping her with her charitable giving and and saying, your husband had a kidney transplant a couple of years ago, and I don't see anything on this list about that. And it it was a very difficult process because he was an older gentleman, and that was tough. And once we figured that out, she decided to give to an organization that taught doctors how to ask for organ donations. And that's a tough conversation for any doctor to have. But it had been so powerful for her that it made sense to say, let's make sure this is included on your list. Wow. It was a real Mm -hmm. aha for both of us to say, you've had this amazing life. What are times that have been important? Mm. I think times when people have been really proud, and it could be something nutty, like they did outward bound after an illness, and it made a big difference to them. Well, maybe there's a scholarship to send other people who might not be able to afford it. You know, just thinking, if a big moment in your life was repelling down a cliff, (laughs) think of that euphoria when you accomplished something you didn't think you could do, and what would that mean to someone else? So, you know, those ideas can be buried anywhere in our past. I think also about 
sometimes when we're feeling insecure, we think, what would, what would we like people to think about us? And sometimes that's a spark for giving. But I think sometimes I would ask people to say, what would you like to think about yourself? When you mm-hmm. think about how you participate in the world, what would make you proud? Is it helping someone out when they've had a tough time? Is it protecting forests for the ecosystem? Is it making places for people with different opinions to come and learn about each other? There are so many ways we can do that. And, you know, figuring out what makes you proud of yourself. Yeah, that's very powerful, I think. More than what would you like other people to think about yourself, but what would you like to think about yourself? That's that's yeah. very, very powerful. Yeah, and it's such a powerful example to people around you, too. You know, it's it's easy to say, well, this gift will get lots of profile and people will think highly of you. And sort of saying, well, let me just think of what really does matter to me. And we don't mm-hmm. often take time to do that. And sometimes well, the things I- we're proud of are small. They don't have to be big, yeah. loud things. Yeah. Yeah, because it all works together for the benefit of everyone. Not that there's a good time to take a break because we're really interested in the topic, but we're going to go to break and we'll look forward to speaking more after the break. In society, plant giving seems to be presented as something you do when you're extremely wealthy or planning your estate. Mindful Money Management focuses on planning your contribution at every step around the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and create a better world. Tune in to Mindful Money Management regularly. Feel free to contact Lynn Wedham of Asante Estate and Insurance Services with your planned giving questions. You can contact Lynn at lynn at mindfulmoneymanagement.ca. The show today is called Making Your Giving Matter to You. Anne McKay has been telling us how to determine what issues are really important to us so that we can really have a joyful experience in our giving. Anne, part of what we would like to know is, you know, there is this connection with the families and the generations. How can we talk to children about charitable giving? Sure. When I was thinking about chatting with you, I was remembering when I was a kid, I grew up on a farm, and part of the farm was dedicated to a little sweet corn patch that we sold to the public. And at the end of one summer, my parents said, well, we have some money left over, and we'd like to give it to charity. Why don't you each come forward and make a suggestion about where you think it should go? Really a very empowering thing to do for little kids. So my brothers and I each brought forward our ideas and made our pitch. I don't even remember who we gave it to, but I remember thinking, wow, I get to have a say in where this money goes. It it was Mm -hmm. really amazing. And so I think talking to your kids about charitable giving is, is powerful on a couple of levels. One, in that it encourages them to start to think about the world beyond themselves, but it also highlights that sometimes there's trouble. You know, it might be difficulties for a family. I so often see people saying, well, I'm not someone who gets help. I'm someone who gives help. Wow. And the reality of life is that we're probably giving help at the same time that we're getting it. So it it breaks down that idea that perfect families never ask for help. 
I just have seen that enough in my work that it has given me pause. But for little kids, I might ask them, if you had $20 to give, where would you give it? What kind of things would you want to support? And little kids are great because things are really black and white to them. You know, Mm -hmm. all kids should be allowed to go to school and animals should be safe. And, you know, they're great about that. And they'll bring up all sorts of ideas. For tweens, I might ask, what kind of a charity would have impact for kids your age? And can mm-hmm. you do some research and find a charity that can do that? And then maybe for older kids, I might ask them to interview somebody. You know, can you find out where grandma has given to and why? And if somebody mm-hmm. was going to interview you, what would you say, you know, when you're her age that you'd given to? And also, uh-huh. lots of families are starting to encourage their children to set a little bit of a, aside from an allowance to be able to make a donation. Mm-hmm. And that can be really powerful. There's a, a woman I know who writes stories about children around the world who are having global impact. You know, children in her village who said, well, this other village halfway around the world needs a well and it's going to cost, you know, $1,000. So they've decided it's not right that kids can't have fresh water. So these kids are going to give it to these kids. So they do all sorts of things. It's really powerful to see children saying, I will have an impact. And often, too, it's nickels and dimes and quarters at a time. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. huge checks all at once. That's really wow. empowering for kids. Yes, that's wonderful teaching and wonderful to just have the 20 minutes of having a thought, you know, of really thinking about the impact that they may make, may change their life, but the lives of many others as well. Yes, and seeing charitable giving is not something that takes away from them, but makes them bigger people. Right. I also remember hearing someone talk about making a planned gift, which I know you help your clients create, and coming together and talking with the family about why they decided to give this gift. So, Mm -hmm. you know, encouraging the young kids in the family, too, to be thinking about, wow, this is a legacy that someone in my family is going to leave. And again, it doesn't have to be huge. We sometimes hear so much about multi-million dollar gifts, we think if we can't give that much, it doesn't matter. And that's absolutely not true. $100 $100 mm-hmm. makes a difference in your estate. For yeah. sure. And what's the right thing to do on a large scale is also the right thing to do on a small scale. You know, with much of our financial planning, that's true. The yeah. right habit yeah. is still the right habit, regardless of how many zeros are on the end of the numbers. I love that. That's great. So, Anne, you talked about the person you were working with that was trying to figure out, you know, a theme for giving for her business as well as personal. Is there a difference between the personal and the professional giving? There is for me. I don't know if there is for everyone. I often look at your personal giving is just that, absolutely personal. It's just sparked by you and what matters to the people in your life. I think of professional giving particularly for those folks who have their own businesses, as a way to demonstrate the values of your business. So for this Mm. woman, she was health-focused, and this charity is also health-focused. 
and it's around mental health and safety in the community. So it really made lots of sense for her. When I spoke with someone else years ago who said, Anne, I gave away $70,000 worth of service last year, and I didn't make $70,000. What what were you doing? And she said, I loved this. She said, well, all the fundraisers that came to talk to me were really nice people. (laughs) She said, well, (laughs) that's that's sort of the minimum requirement (laughs) that we're nice people. But you also want to look at giving that makes sense to your business. And she said, well, I can't imagine a charity like that what would make sense. goes back to the questions. Tell me a little bit about your life. And she said, well, things were tough when I was young. No one was cruel, but we just didn't have a lot of money. So we talked a little bit more and then mentioned in her town there was a children's aid organization. And as soon as I mentioned it, she teared up and said, you know, if I could help another family when they were going through tough times, that would mean the world to me. And I said, that's the charity you should be giving to. Also, that's the charity you can talk about for your business to say to your clients, because of you, I want to support people through their difficult Mm -hmm. times and I've made a donation in your honor or to honor my clients. That really tells people what kind of person you are and you may choose to give that personally as well, but that was a good fit for her business-wise. Right. Right. And also looking for businesses, say you build children's playgrounds. Well, supporting schools makes lots of sense for you because that aligns with your business that you want kids to do well inside and outside of school. Right. Mm -hmm. So it tells people that you really do believe in the work that you do. And I never suggest that people give only to one charity. There are going to be lots of little things that come along. You know, I partial myself to the Girl Guide cookies. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, there are lots mm-hmm. of things that pop along, and, and um, it's okay to have a, a little bit of discretionary money to be able to give there. It's also nice to be able to say, I do make a more substantial gift to things that are really relevant for my work or my life. Mm-hmm. Well, and just to give a little more thought to it than just giving because the phone rang. Sure, and a nice person yeah. is on the other end. Hopefully I've been one of those people at times, but that's when it comes back to listening and figuring out if it's in alignment to what you believe in. And there are fantastic charities. I mean, we're really lucky that there are just a wealth of opportunities to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a nice problem for donors. Right. They can choose anything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. Now, can you tell us a little bit about giving to commemorate special moments? Absolutely. Do you have some experience with that? I do. I, I remember talking to a friend years ago. Her boss's boss was retiring, and they were trying to figure out what little thing to give her. Why don't you make a difference in her name? And they said, well, what could we possibly do? You know, they were thinking of giving her a bowl. or And this woman had a rich, full life. She had all the stuff she needed. And um, in this case, she had been a very, very, very well-known dietitian and had nurtured people across the country. And I said, why don't you give to her alma mater for a scholarship in her name mm, for wow. someone studying healthy eating? And she said, really? I said, absolutely. The, the university would be happy to set it up for you. They'll name it. They can receive all the donations and give out receipts. And 
I'd met this woman maybe twice, and she called me after and said, oh, I burst into tears when it gave it to me. She said, how did you know? I said, well, it was just how you've spoken about students and how the people who've worked with you have spoken about your skills. So it was so particular just for her. And thinking there are gifts that can be like that for anyone. My mother's been very involved in our local hospice. So a couple of times, my brothers and I have given donations to that organization because it it matters a lot to her. For sure. Just thinking about this is a special moment. Is there something that really matters to that person? And sometimes it might be something they haven't thought of but would be really meaningful. So it's fun to sort of play and think about that, particularly for people who, I think the phrase is live light on the earth who don't want Mm -hmm. a lot of things, but they'd love to have an impact, that can Mm -hmm. be really powerful for them. Well, you're really giving us an idea of what giving can really mean. We've been speaking about the idea of using our giving to commemorate special moments, retirement, special birthdays, etc. I think is something that can really be worked into our lives to make things very exciting. So, Anne, tell us a bit about charitable gifts and how that can be part of estate planning as well. We've talked a bit about giving during our lives and making that important. What about the estate planning piece? Well, I think that's huge, and I think it's really important to have people on your team who are fluent in this kind of work, like you, being able to talk to your financial planner or your lawyer or your accountant or insurance agent about, I would like to make space in my plans for some charitable giving. That's huge because if your professional advisor doesn't ask you, you need to step forward. And I think it's really quite powerful. And I see people doing it at all stages of their lives. And I was always very thoughtful with donors that the first intention that they have in their estate is to take care of their families. That's Mm -hmm. absolutely the way it should be. And then Mm -hmm. often tax implications. And third, charitable giving. And sometimes charitable giving can not only make a difference to an issue or a group that they care about, it can also have a really positive impact for their families. For example, you might leave money in your will to your church or house of faith, and the tax benefits to that will offset taxes of maybe giving the family cottage so that kids can keep the cottage because the taxes have been addressed. Mm -hmm. And we don't always think about that. I hear some folks say, well, the family might have been worried that money was leaving the estate. but Actually, it was able to help you keep things that mattered to you and your family. And Mm -hmm. um, estate planning is great. It can be a gift that you leave later. It can be one that you plan for now. I made a gift of an insurance policy, and it was a really kind of a powerful experience. For me, it was I talked to an insurance agent, and I was able to give a little bit a month for premiums, and I think now it's a $20,000 gift to this charity when I die. And $30 a month, I mean, because I thought I could never afford something like that. And he showed me how to do it. Or it can be that you leave a percentage to a charity. And I think it's really important to talk to people like you, Lynn, around how to set that up, what makes sense for a family. 
I can talk to people about what the ultimate result will be, but they need their advisors to talk about the implications for their families and their Well, yes, and, and, their and every situation is so different that the solution is different for every individual as well. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. And I think when there's money left behind, there's also that opportunity, even with smaller amounts for, you know, the family may make decisions about what happens to that ongoing as well, which can be yeah. a real part of the legacy. Yeah. And that's a good point about family carrying on. It's so important to talk to your family about what matters to you. When I had worked with a particular donor when she passed away, she left a very, very large gift to the community. And her family said, we have no idea where she's been giving. So mm. I was able to sit down with them and say, okay, she gave this gift in honor of so-and-so because of this experience that your family had had. She gave this amount to this charity because of this and this and this. So we were able to help make sure that the charities she'd given to in life were the ones that she stayed connected with after her passing. It made a huge difference to her family to know some of these gifts were given because of you folks, because of yeah. how she felt about you. And those were pretty tender discussions, but it would have been even more powerful if she'd had them mm -hmm. rather than me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. So can you tell us one more time about the offer that you're making to our listeners sure. and how they can reach you as well if they want to sure. take you up on that offer of your Absolutely. Time? Anyone who is interested can submit their name for a draw for an hour of free time together just to help chat and maybe figure out what issues are important to them. If people want to contact me, I'm at Anne McKay Consulting. That's A-N-N-E-M-A-C-K-A-Y Consulting.org. That's terrific. Thank you, Anne, for being with us today and encouraging us to really find the joy in our giving. I think that's been a great conversation today. A lot of Thank valuable you. advice there. It's been lots of fun, and I have to say that the work that I've done in the communities has only been possible with professional advisors like you who could help people see how they could make gifts themselves. So I think of us as partners. Wonderful. This has been Lynn Wedham and Ann McKay. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Mindful Money Management. We hope you'll join us next time. To listen to more shows like this one, please go to soundcloud.com and search Mindful Money Management. We appreciate your follows, likes, and shares. Until next time, remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself your family, and your community.